Welcome to the Pactum, and on today's episode, we are going to be talking about the Tide Pod Challenge, eating way too much pizza, <laughs> and staying up way too late, which means we're going to talk about student ministry. Hey, there you uh, go. In actuality, we are talking about student ministry, but we're not talking about any of that other stuff. No. Uh, Mike Grimes, Pat Abendroth on the Pactum, episode 109, we are going to talk about student ministry. Yeah. Anything else we need to do before we get into introducing our special guest today, Mike? Anything yeah, we, in the news? you know, speaking of student ministries, uh, we at... Omaha Bible Church are hosting a conference. Uh, it's a Ligonier conference, actually, with Ligonier Ministries. Wait a second. Last week, we said there might be a secret like announcement someday about a Pactum right. conference. This, this, this is, is not that. This is not that. This is a whole entire other thing. Okay. This is the Ligonier Ministries Always Ready Conference. That's a student conference. It's a student conference, middle schoolers, high schoolers. It's going to be hosted here at Omaha Bible Church on April 27th. They have a website for you with information, registration opportunity for you. You can go to Ligonier Ministries, you can go to their events page, and you'll find the Always Ready Conference April 27th here at Omaha Bible Church for students. It's a Thursday night only Thursday kind night. Of thing. It's only an evening opportunity for students to gather, be encouraged. Stephen Nichols is going to be speaking at it. That's cool. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. That's very cool. Yeah. So, so kids will come, students will come from different places. By the, by the bus loads? Is that by, the deal? I think by the bus loads. Okay. <laughs> nice. So thankful to Ligonier that they're paying us millions upon millions of shekels. I've never seen so many that. shekels in my entire life. <laughs> we do have a guest today, and our guest is the husband to Caitlin, uh, the father of four children. He's been at Omaha Bible Church since, I think, 2006. He's been married since 2011. He's a student or he's enrolled. He's going to be a student at RTS, Reformed Theological Seminary. He's on our staff here at Omaha Bible Church. Our guest today is Andrew Meyer. Hey, Andrew, and welcome to the Pactum. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. You've done a lot of behind-the-scenes setup kinds of things before, but you've never actually been a guest. I have. I've also walked past the posh <laughs> studio, studio. studio about a million right? times, but now to be in here, That's it's, right. uh, it's quite uh, quite surreal. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's never actually done like a pactum absolvum. He's never spent time on the pactum sofa. Mm. Uh, but he, no, but I need to. But, but he's <laughs> definitely Andrew's definitely in the mix. Yes, Andrew yep. is. Uh, Andrew, what's your favorite kind of music? Favorite kind of band? Give give us a little bit of flavor for. What you're into, because we're into music here on the back end. Okay, so obviously my favorite music, I probably am going to lean more towards Pat than than Mike. <laughs> That's offensive. I know it is, and I'm going to say it anyways. But um, I, I'm a punk. I'm a punk oh, rock. Seriously, kid. Oh, I thought yeah. you were going to say Journey. Well, so, <laughs> but punk, we don't say Journey on the yeah, back end. Say that no. So punk rock. Now specifically, I am pop punk. I will go there all okay. day. But I'm a Ramones fan. Oh, see I, that that know, that okay. is street yep. cred legit. Yep. Uh, but I grew up. I grew up with the '80s, so I do love me some '80s rock. Uh, Rush, probably one of the greatest rock bands of all time. Okay. So, uh, so punk all the way. I've been getting into some other metal stuff that maybe I shouldn't talk about on the podcast because okay. people would probably really judge me. But if you really want to know, you can ask me. But okay, fair. Yeah, good. We get a li- we get a little flavor. I've of, never felt more like an outsider in my entire life, <laughs> as you should. <laughs> Did you I know? have I have listened to Steve Krishaman. I think okay. we got an album when I was in middle school. There you go. I think once, and that was the last time I ever listened well, to them. So, hmm. 
Wow. <laughs> you play, but you do play an instrument? I do. I, I've played the bass guitar since I was 12 years old. I uh, haven't picked it up in a couple of years. It's been uh, other things have been busy. You, but yeah. You've been busy with Tide Pod challenges. I've been busy with Tide like Pod that. challenges. I've gone pretty good. Uh, so, but yeah, I play the bass uh, or have for many years. I've played in church uh, worship group for so many years. I was in I was in a punk band. Okay. For a very very brief like moment, co- cover songs or were you so doing your own stuff? We should have done more cover songs. Oh no, because <laughs> our st- other stuff. We actually did a Ramones cover. We but did. it's not very punk. It's not very punk rock to like do cover songs. Yeah, and right. I I wanted to do more. We did one, and uh, that was probably our best song because uh, because the rest of them. Yeah. So what was the band name? Uh, our band's name. We were a Scarecrow Rental. Scarecrow oh. Rental. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Good. It, okay. We weren't we weren't very good. <laughs> the name was good though. I like I, it. I loved every second of it though. Oh, it was man. so great. But yeah, yeah. So so, I was in so a... here in the studio, just since you know Andrew was siding with me on the music side it's of true. things more so, but we do need to acknowledge that Andrew does have some. He has Hawkeye gear. on. He does have Iowa Hawkeye gear on. So man. I guess you know I may or may not have done that on purpose. Oh, see, hey, okay. Mm, so now fair. there's two that's <laughs> in the building. Well, we do have a whole bunch. We have a whole slew of questions to ask you, right? Uh, because a lot of people hate on student ministry. Oh yeah, and we actually think it's a it's a super important part of the church. We're thankful for what you do. I have actually two of my boys involved, and we're grateful. And we're grateful for the way the Lord gives us sane student ministry. Yep. So we want to talk about it. Um, some of our listeners probably don't even like the concept. Others really like the concept. Sure. And, uh, yeah. Everything in between. We're even going to talk to people who don't have kids and maybe how they. Can could maybe support sure. people like you. Yep, yep. So how long you been doing this? Uh, what do you like about it? So I've I've been under other leaders with student ministry for probably seven plus years okay. being at OBC, but roughly two years full-time you, leading the youth ministry and other things. Okay, so. so, all right, that's good. What do you like about it? I mean, there's kind of a funny smell that it kind of exudes from the room when I walk by sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what, what do you like about it? Well, uh, first and foremost, I love teaching. Okay. Uh, I, I would be lying to say that's probably not my favorite. I get to teach one, sometimes two times a week, proclaiming the glories of Christ. That's my favorite part, uh, for sure. But as a result, I love the fact that I get to help students, uh, High school students in particular, preparing mm-hmm. them for what they might encounter in the world, helping them with life. You know, I, I like the fact that I, as well as my leaders, can be an influential adult in these guys' lives. Uh, again, we like Christ. it that you are the you are an adult in the room. Too. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's good. It's, it's good that we that's can distinguish true. you from them. Even though I noticed you had skinny jeans on today. No, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs> he doesn't. I do not. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> no, that is against my religion. So, okay. um. so you you do look like an adult in the room with your other adults, uh, but let's talk about maybe your tone in ministry, uh, how you describe your relationship with students, because I've seen everything from the scolder kind of tone to I'm just like you, so I'm mm, relatable yeah. to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I I've, I guess I've kind of witnessed it all. How, how would you describe your, your demeanor, your tone as you would carry yourself as a leader in student ministries? I think the way that I would have to describe it, if I can give you two words, I would say that we are welcoming yet intentional. Okay. Mm. Unpack, unpack yeah. that for us. Yeah. So, you know, we, I think there's a it Sounds healthy, like my preaching. Uh, welcoming, I'm welcoming, welcoming and intentional. but intentional. <laughs> yeah. You can use that if you want. Okay. 
So I, I think we 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 want to have a healthy balance of you know welcoming. So it is it is kind of casual. It's laid back. You know, we we want it to be kind of a, a great place of fellowship. We want it to be comfortable. We want people to feel like they're part of a group. You know, so although we're not doing you know Tide Pod you know challenges and we're yeah. not we're not eating goldfish you know or putting shaving cream in people's hair. <laughs> Or eating candy I like bars. Pretzel, I like the pretzel flavor goldfish. The real goldfish. Oh, sure. Like oh, actual okay, out okay. of the water I thought, goldfish. You meant, I thought you meant the chips. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you ever swallowed a goldfish, Mike? No way. Are you kidding? Have you? I, have you? Andrew? I have not. I have. You have? Yeah. Why am I not? I shouldn't. It was surprised. at a high school football game. And you got to <laughs> impress people. Right? And... Have you ever eaten a chocolate candy bar out of a diaper? Because <laughs> uh, I have. Now, I wouldn't leave it out of a toilet. <laughs> okay. Right. At a youth group event. <laughs> Out of a toilet. See, that's why we're talking about sane student yes. yeah. ministry. This mm. this is not that. So we okay. don't do that, but we, we do we do icebreakers. Wel- we do, we welcoming, do games, welcoming style, yes. right? Okay, it's a fun room to go into. It's, yeah, when I walk over there, it's a nice place to be. There's games in Let's there. Say you walk by, hey, I want to go in there. There's I want to food hang out, in right? there. It's welcoming. It's but, but what was the second part of your? So we're intentional. Intentional. Okay, and what I mean by that, and we could talk more about this later, but you know, we do talk about things. And we talk about you talk about things and you talk about stuff. We talk about things. We talk about stuff, and we talk about important and serious things. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm right. not being serious, but I know that you actually are serious, and I'll let you keep talking, Andrew. But I regularly say about student ministry when I meet parents who have you know high school age kids, I say, you know what, they're going to have fun in there. Um, it, it's a great time. But Andrew has sound doctrine. He has good theology. And he has the same theology I have, and it's going to be taught to the students. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's what you mean by intentional. Yeah, yeah. So we, I think you can you can do that, and you can have that balance of icebreakers, games, food, you know, obscene amount of pop. Like we're all that, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we're also talking about the fundamentals of the faith. We're talking about what Christianity is, mm-hmm. what it is not, and what are the objections that are going to come their way in high school and college, um, and then even personal serious questions that the students ask mm-hmm. because they are they're asking the hard questions oh, sure. and they want to yeah. know and so we're going to talk about them so, so you're doing things like heidelberg catechism but you're also getting questions from the students it's a it's a serious place yeah right? for sure and you know some of the questions are a little bit light lighthearted mm-hmm. you know i've had mm-hmm. students ask us do do pets or animals go to heaven and we, you know we talk about it. it's fun but then we also talk about you know where do babies go when they die? Okay, uh-huh. so these are stu- these are questions that students are asking. Right. So we're all over the place, and it, it's it's great. It's awesome. Hmm. Yeah, so. that's good. So we mentioned uh, there may be some of our Pact and Verse listeners who aren't a big fan or uh, don't really uh, want to step into the student ministries realm. But why have a student ministry, Andrew, if it's not prescribed in the Bible? Why why do we have student ministries? Why do we offer that? Why do we make that available? And why do we uh, want to do that for students in our church? Yeah, that's it's a great question, and I think this is an I don't think this is a slam dunk argument, but I think to start off, just because it's not prescribed, doesn't necessarily mean it ought not to be done, or it it ought to be prohibited. Okay, sure. So again, not the strongest argument in the world, but I think we can start there. I think what we can say is that if we if we keep student ministry, I think in its proper place. I think it can be be done, and it can be done correctly. So the way I've I've even been taught this is that student ministry, youth ministry, really any other ministry is actually like I call it a secondary ministry, okay. or like a secondary blessing. Hmm. Okay. So what that implies is that there is a primary ministry that is 
the church. Yep. Well, obviously, yep. what we're talking about, we're talking about the preaching of the word, yeah. the ministering of the sacraments, church discipline. That's yep. church. Oh, I thought you were talking about like, like, like the second blessing. The second blessing. I thought it was a, <laughs> this is the Keswick episode, <laughs> the Wesleyan Nazarene Keswick episode. Oh, that's funny. It's secondary in that it's not a biblical mandate. But it, we have the freedom to do these things, right? Yes. Right? Yeah. yes. So I, I loved what you were emphasizing, Andrew. What's first and foremost is what the Bible mandates, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. The preaching of the Word of God, the right administration of the sacraments—that that is what we must do, right? Yeah. Ordinary, yes. ordinary means, as we've talked about on the Pactum before. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So then we have freedom to do other things. We can have a Sunday school. We don't have to have a Sunday school. Yeah. But we have. We own a building, so we might as well utilize it. Right. And we might as well do things like. Student ministry, yeah. Although right? although youth ministry, student ministry is a fairly new thing, mm-hmm. fifty plus years. Sure, yeah. The idea of even Sunday school classes that's yeah. been around for a long time. Calvin had things mm-hmm. like that. So I mean, it's been around for a long time, and I think you can do it well. Um, like I said, but I think I think the big thing, and I try to even emphasize this with my students is remembering the the primary, yep. you know, the ordinary means. And I always joke sometimes that. You know, you know, we talk about what what's a good church, what's a true church, and I joke sometimes. You know, if you take out all of my mm-hmm, ministries, mm-hmm. I might be out of a job, but that still is a true church. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's good. icing. It's second blessing. You it's heard it here, blessing. from Andrew. Like, student ministries are the second blessing. <laughs> the second blessing of all second blessings. Oh, that's, it does. I'll re- bless that. It really, really helps when um, you've got this clear in your head. This is yeah. what we must do. The other stuff, it might be a good idea, might not be a good idea. Sure. But mm-hmm. we're free to be able to do it. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And that that really frees. That, it's helpful now. So when I'm preaching uh, in the service during the church service, Andrew, um, right now I just finished up the Book of Acts. What are you doing uh, during kids' church when you're entertaining the students? I'm being facetious. <laughs> <laughs> Me personally, I yeah, I'm, I'm you know I'm I'm getting some more goldfish, obviously, because <laughs> I ran out. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, so that that would be something that we wouldn't advocate something we wouldn't promote so no. we, we don't do youth church and adult church yeah right yeah. all of your students go to church church mm-hmm. yep right we have we have nursery obviously and we have another one for our little three and four year olds but mm-hmm. after that everybody is in church and yeah. that's where yeah I, that's where they need to be that's where they should yeah. be so again it's you you're keeping it separate it's all happening on the same morning yeah but that's where they that's where they need to be because that's where the preaching of the word is. So we don't want to be haters, um, no. but we have such strong convictions about the primacy, the centrality of the church gathered corporately uh, that we we don't think it's a good look. Uh, none of us do sitting here to say, all right, we're going to have adult church and kid church, and then yeah, we, we are going to make fun of that kind of student ministry. Right? Yeah, we, we think that's actually a foul. That's actually Agreed. bad. Uh, it's no wonder so many kids, you know, they do kid church and then somehow they become adults and they don't know how to function. Right. Yeah. Because they've never been to a church never service that, that yeah. doesn't have explosions. Yeah. Right. <laughs> or goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> or smoke machines. Yes. Uh, well, right. they're, yeah. Which I, I may or may not have used that before, but not during a church service. There you go. <laughs> During your Halloween event, during the <gasps> Halloween, do we, do we say Halloween? I was, I, well, <laughs> that's funny. I had it in my notes. Are we allowed to say? I do know you guys have said it before. So okay, we have. It's a Reformation slash Halloween. Oh, okay. okay. As festival. long as we call there. it a festival, it's, it's okay. It's been sanctified. So there you go. Yeah, I like it that you just will just say it's Halloween. I mean, it is what it is. There was costumes. I'm just gonna be honest. So. <laughs> but not on a Sunday. Not no. on a Sunday. No, no, no. no. <laughs> 
Oh, I think we got off track here yeah, somehow. We so yeah. we do we do lots of things that are not prescribed, and we have to decide if they're wise or they're not wise. It just so happens uh, that we think it's wise to let kids gather with other kids, with sane adults who have a, a good, theologically robust agenda, and spend some time with them, yeah. right? Yep. So why not? Yeah. Let's talk about mistakes since we already essentially have started talking about <laughs> mistakes. <laughs> That's what happens. Great when, segue. It's what happens when Pat is not paying attention to the show notes. But um, so common mistakes in student ministries. What what don't we want to do uh, other than we don't want to have separate juvenile church yeah. with adult church? <laughs> There's probably a lot of them. I'm sure Pat, you've you know you've dealt with uh, student ministry before. But the first one that came to mind is you know, we don't want it to be all about the numbers. I know that's a big one. Hmm. Good. Hmm. Obviously, you, you want a group, and mm-hmm. if there's nobody there, then I guess you don't have it. But we don't want to make it about the numbers. And there's a lot we could talk about that, but I think that it's pretty self-explanatory. Okay, uh, we don't want to give into the gimmicks of the day, uh-huh. and you know, I guess take your pick. I don't even have a list, but they're yeah. out there. Okay, sure. yep, just whatever it may be. Um, again, we talked about casual having fun. Mm-hmm. As long as it's not all about fun. Right. I think it should be there. Right. I mean, again, there's a healthy balance, but when you go all about fun, uh, again, I, I think you're doing them a disservice mm-hmm. because, again, they're only there for a few years, and then after that, okay, you know, th- that's the problem, like you mentioned. Then they get out of that, and they're like, oh, this is church. Well, this mm-hmm. is boring, and this mm-hmm. is this. Well, you know, the numbers show that's why there's not many people that stay after even high school. So, you know, let's not do that. Again, keep that healthy balance. I think on an on a, on a opposite scale. Oh, I'm glad you're going. uh, Yeah, opposite uh, spectrum. We don't want to make the youth group just like, it's kind of what we've already talked about, but like a mini church service, Mm -hmm. even in itself. Okay. I think one thing that we do is that, uh, like what I do is I don't preach, Mm -hmm. I teach. Mm -hmm. There's a a big difference. Okay. Um, And so, you know, we don't want somebody, you know, basically preaching, even if it's really good, you know, for 30, 45 minutes. Now, sure. I'm a believer that even in our day and age, we need to have, you know, five-minute lessons and that's it. So, you know, I, you know, we can push them, but there's a healthy balance, you know, and if that's what it's all about, you know, again, that's not our role. Yeah. So yeah. we're not, even though, to just to be clear, e- even if it's a, at a separate time from the corporate worship, you are saying it would be a mistake to try to have just another sermon. Agreed. A yeah. sermon in the kids' room. Yes. With yeah. treats yeah. before. So Again, you, you even tr- if it's even yeah. if it's good. Yeah. Let's say it's theologically sound and everything. I just don't think that's the right place for it. Yeah. And you, we're freed up to not have to do that because what we have to do, we do, and that is the corporate gathering. Yes. And we yeah. do that. And now you can say we're going to talk Bible for the next fifteen minutes in this mm-hmm. class, and then we're going to play a game, or vice versa. Yeah. I think it because actually gives free. you it gives you actually more freedom as a leader. Uh, in one sense, you could say, yep, go through a book of the Bible. That's always wonderful. Mm-hmm. But you now have the freedom to talk about maybe other things that maybe you, Pat, don't talk about mm-hmm. on a weekly basis, mm-hmm. where we have the freedom to talk about, you know, serious questions, maybe a little more lighthearted questions. Mm-hmm. And you have a Q&A box on the wall when students can put in a question anytime they want to. Yeah, so I, I created this box because I want I wanted this to be a place for them to ask questions. Mm-hmm. Any questions, I want them to ask serious questions, you know, maybe not so serious questions. But sometimes, as you know, high schoolers, they maybe they don't feel comfortable asking mm-hmm. those questions. Mm-hmm. So I said, all right, here's a box. Put the question in there. You don't even have to put your name, and then I'll get it, and we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? 
Um, and so it's a way to kind of, and the other thing is that typically if one student is asking a particular question, more than likely other students are thinking the mm-hmm. same thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. So it's just a way to let them ask questions without having to maybe sure not feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. type of thing. So yeah. Yeah. So I like it that you don't try to have a student ministry time, that Sunday school hour, let's say, be practice for your preaching because, you know, you're, you, you want to be a good preacher. But I like it that you avoid that on purpose. I do, um, yes. And I also like it that you, um, are, you, are, you are a theologian. You are serious about theology. You're trusted. That's why you're in there. Uh, and so there's this good balance. Okay, let's have fun. Let's have activities. When we do talk about theological things, when you do, there's depth. There's it, it's robust. It's serious minded. Um, and so I, I like it that it can be both. Hmm. And I yeah. think it's one of the strengths of that ministry. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's it's always a challenge because even for myself, it is easy to say, okay, I want to talk about these things, the deep, the deeper side of things, mm-hmm. in a clear way. But yet, also being like, is this too much? Is this over their sure, heads? Yeah. Are they? Is am, am I just boring them to death? You know, and that, that's the challenge. Right. I think I think those topics need to be there. I think it, you as a leader need to then put in the time and effort to make sure it's at least clear. Mm-hmm. Even if you have to keep it simple and short, you know, break that up. If you were going to do that in one week, make that three weeks. So be it. Sure, but you're yeah. still dealing with the with the content yeah. of those more profound things that. They need to know. Yeah. So, so, so uh, go ahead, Mike. I would say, what kinds of things then do you do to keep your students engaged while you're teaching? You know, because you say you don't want it to be too much over their heads. You know, are there things you do to keep them engaged, keep them interested, help you know them participation? What is, are you throwing candy at them? What, what does that look like? No, I thought about it, but I haven't done that. Uh, so yeah. I think because I'm more in the teaching mode as opposed to preaching, you have the the freedom to ask questions yeah. during your lesson. Sure. You, I also. Uh, make sure that they can always ask any questions during the lesson, mm-hmm. pretty much any time. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the the best way. I usually, you know, do a review. Like afterwards, I have a program that actually gets them kind of involved, even with their phones. That after I have questions, and then they can actually respond, and it automatically pops up on the screen. Hmm. It's anonymous, and so gotcha. if it's like a true false. Okay. Uh, we, we Look did, at you getting all tech. I know. That's you know, I try. Cool. Hit, you know, I have no social media, but you know, I try to do what I can. So that's the <laughs> sense. Like the the basic doctrine quiz. You guys have talked about that in the past. Yeah, the, right. the White Horse Inn one. I I went through that, mm-hmm. but I put it on the screen. Okay. And they had to answer true or false, and then we don't know who answered. We don't know who was. And sure. that way, if they let's say they got it wrong, well, nobody uh-huh. knows. Yep. And then we talk about it. It's just a way to try to get them engaged. So I think that's helpful. That's that's been one way that I think is um, a way to keep them engaged. I think another one is, like I said, I personally don't think, don't give into the notion of like, well, we can't have any lessons because these, you know, these students, you know, attention span is, Mm -hmm. you know, 30 seconds. No, they can. It might take a little work, but do it. But, you know, also switch it up. I try to switch up lessons. Uh, I try to keep things looking different, even on a weekly basis. So I usually have my, my, my solid lesson but then we'll you know we'll do something a little bit different one week and then different next week you know we're always doing something but it's it's different Mm -hmm. sure now it does tell me andrew that you have to know you have to have enough confidence in the content um to be able to open it up for q a 
So that is hard sometimes for people who, who don't know very much and they want to be a leader and then they don't ever allow anybody to ask questions because they don't, they only know what they know. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want to put extra pressure on those of you who are listening, but I do want to put extra pressure on those of you who are listening. So you want to know your content and right. be comfortable enough with it and comfortable enough in your own skin where you can say, does anyone have any questions? And, but maybe you don't know the answer. You can say, I don't know the answer to that, but I'll get back to you. Yeah. So we talk about you know some people that may uh, not have many resources at their fingertips or not even know what to do to start if they're involved in student ministries or leading student ministries. What uh, curriculum or resources uh, have you found helpful when you're leading student ministries, planning these lessons, planning things to teach the students? What do you find helpful? One of my you know, parts of my philosophy of ministry is that, you know, we, we're going to teach them the, the fundamentals of the faith. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what I use for that is our creeds and confessions. Okay. Uh, so like you mentioned, I've gone through the Heidelberg catechism, uh, which is just, it's simple, but yet it's profound and it's simple and it's easy because it's a question and answer. Mm-hmm. You can do yeah. one day, usually it's a question or two or three, give a little commentary, you know, um, it's super helpful. You know, currently, in light of the Heidelberg, I realized, oh, we should probably go do the creeds mm-hmm. to start off. So right now we're kind of in about a roughly year-long series of of the creeds. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now we're we're talking about the definition of Chalcedon. So those of, are, of course, you are oh, yeah, in student ministry naturally. So uh, uh, then I have you know I've used books uh, for particular topics that we not necessarily go through as as a group, but I'll use that book and then create sure. lessons. Yeah. Uh, you guys mentioned, I think, a couple weeks ago, uh, Dr. Kokel's Tactics. Uh-huh. I went through that with them last year. I think I did like a 10-week series on mm. that. Yep. And um, you used the Kevin DeYoung book for Kevin the Kevin DeYoung, yep. Right? If you have the good news, we almost forgot. That's a great, helpful resource. And it's not uh, geared towards students. It's just geared toward readers. No. But you could... But the way he does it. it is that he does the does the, the questions for that day, and then he has like a one, maybe one and a half page commentary even if it's that hmm. about yep. that which is super helpful i use that tremendously throughout that whole series um so i'll use books like that i've used um anderson's what's your worldview okay which is great because it's one of those um i don't know if you remember those choose your own adventure books uh-huh. yeah. remember those yeah yeah so he wrote it like that so he takes a worldview or he asks you a question okay and if you say yes you go to this page and if you say no you go to this page and tells it oh if you said yes you're a relative relativist that's great you know? oh, or if you're creative, no yeah. you're this is super helpful so i I've, i created again i you know use powerpoint slides and created lessons mm-hmm. with that book and it goes through like 20 some different worldviews that we we're able to go through which is really cool um so i'll even use video series and movies uh wednesday nights uh we've gone through the american gospel movies okay. and that, that that's just a simple way where we won't watch the whole thing because it's super long, yeah, like two sure. and a half hours long. So it'll take twenty minutes. Watch twenty minutes, come up with six or seven or so questions, and then we we discuss. Sure, yeah, okay. I've used other series like Sproul's uh, Foundations, mm-hmm. um, which is super helpful from a systematic approach. Mm-hmm. Now I don't watch it in class with them. Sure. As much as I don't mind Sproling's chalkboard, <laughs> I don't think the students would care for it as much. So I take that, and then I actually even, from the 24-minute, I even shorten it to about 10, 15 minutes sure, yeah. Yeah. and make a lesson of that topic. So those are some resources that I've used that have been helpful that I've continued to Good. Use. Yeah, Yeah, that's good. So how about your team of leaders? I see them coming in on a Sunday morning. I always say, hey, thank you for serving. They seem to be eager to be coming to help you and to be part of the mix. 
Um, how do you choose them? Um, you know, do, do you, does anyone and everyone who says, Hey, I'd like to help with you. Do you say yes to them? What's it look like to be on the Andrew Meyer student ministry team of leaders? <laughs> yeah. Well, first start off, it's extremely important to have uh, a group of leaders with you. I think probably like a lot of ministries, the youth ministry, it's a team effort mm-hmm. depending on the size. But I think even if it's a small group, you need to have a team. Yep. Uh, this cannot be a one-man show. It, 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 there's just too much um, going on. So having leaders, good leaders are great. They're the ones that are engaging with students, maybe even more than I am, You know, getting to know them. They're, I like to say they're kind of the behind-the-scenes mm-hmm. crew because uh, they're the ones that are building relationships, You know, the seeing where they're at, helping them uh, with whatever, helping me come up with ideas of maybe things to talk about. Um, you know, but, and then they also help me on, on other things, you know, help me with events, yep. games, uh, subbing if I'm gone, you know, things like that. So it's extremely invor- important to have a team. Some of the things that I look for, and again, this, this is not authoritative. This is just something that I've, I've thought about, um, when trying to find leaders for youth ministry in particular, I have three points. I think one is they have to have the kind of the right personality. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you have to. You know, you have to be able to engage with, you know, high schoolers or yep. junior high or whatever. Um, if anyone has been around high schoolers, you know, you, you, I'm not saying they need to be the crazy extrovert, you know, crazy person. Right. But they need to be able to engage. They need to be able to talk to these okay. students. So I look for that. Second one is patience as well. Mm-hmm. We we view them as young adults. Uh, you know, we call them students. I don't call them kids. Um, but just because they're considered young adults. They don't always act like young adults. And so there's patience. There's some people, and this kind of answers the next question, you know, they just can't, they can't handle that, that group. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it's a, it's a loud group. It's, it is, you have to have, I think a little bit of thick skin. So there's that. And then my last one is that I need leaders to be able to get behind the, the purpose of the ministry that I've, that I've created, okay. if you will, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So, um, in light of those three, the answer to your next question is obviously going to be no. Not everybody is going to be <laughs> fit for this ministry. Right. And, and to that end, I don't think I've ever seen an announcement in the bulletin that says, you know, we're looking for leaders in high school ministry. Uh, please contact Andrew Meyer if you're interested. Yeah. Um, am I right? We've, we've, I've never seen that before. No, you have not. And why would you not do that? Well... Because there's probably some people that would like to, <laughs> yeah. But again, maybe it wouldn't be the best fit. And yep. then you have to just tell them and no. You, no. you got no. to fire them before yep. you even hire yeah. them. Yeah, that's tough. So in one sense, you could say maybe it's easier because you'd have more to work with, but you'd mm-hmm. have to just weed them out. Yeah. At the same time, it's more work now for me and my other leaders because I'm kind of having to kind of scope out myself on top of doing everything else. But again. It's just kind of the nature of the beast that uh-huh. you, you have to be – it is a different world. I'm not saying it's you know more important than any other ministry in the church, but with the group that we're dealing with, you know, you have to be able to you know handle it. And I think another thing for me, uh, and this is, uh, again, something that I've decided for this ministry is that I have a, a certain level of commitment mm-hmm. that they have to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, which means that if you want to be a youth leader, you have to be there every Sunday, you have to be there every Wednesday, and you have to be part of the quarterly events. 
Um, and that's a lot. Yeah. I am asking a lot. There's yeah. no doubt about it. And some people have told me no because of that. And I appreciate them being honest. Uh, but my reason for that is consistency. Mm-hmm. I think these students deserve consistent faces week in and week out. If I want to build trust mm-hmm. with them that's and if good. they want to trust me, yeah. if I have all sorts of people all over the place, I don't think that's going to, I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to work. Yeah. So I want people that can consistently be there yep. week in and week out. So Packham listeners, let's learn from Andrew. Let's learn that it's okay to advertise things in the bulletin, <laughs> but when you're talking about leadership positions right. in particular, right. Uh, that that's probably a good news flash for everyone to be reminded. You want to recruit people that you think you actually really want. Yes. And so go to the person. That, and I'm more likely to say yes if somebody comes to me and says, I've been praying about this. I think you might might be a good fit for my team. Um, would you be interested? Well, yeah. now you have my attention right? because you actually intentionally came to me. And uh, it's going to be harder for me to say no, number one. Yeah. But I, I like it. Hey, you, you, you think I might be a good fit? So mm. we're not trying to manipulate people, but especially the higher the level the, of, of leadership we're talking about, don't ask for volunteers. Go recruit, yep. um, and you'll, you'll hurt less feelings that way as mm-hmm. well. Yes. And you'll end up building a stronger team. Now, if it's cleaning team ministry, and we're thankful for a cleaning team, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. maybe then, or uh, shoveling, sure. if you're yep. in a place like Nebraska. Like Nebraska, where we shovel snow, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. You might just ask for volunteers because anybody can do it, but we're yeah. not talking about an anybody kind of thing right. when it comes to your ministry with dealing with, with students. Yeah. So speaking of let's uh, students uh, and leaders, let's talk about what you do to protect them. Uh, these are scary times when a lot of things are done to students and accusations are made against adults, and it's just such a weird fallen world we live in. What do you do to to protect the students that would cause me to say, yeah, I'll send my kid to that event? So, yeah, we obviously want to protect students. We want to protect the leaders. You know, f- from a lighter standpoint, you know, we want to we want to provide a comfortable environment mm-hmm. where they can come and learn. They want to build friendships. Mm-hmm. We want them to be able to ask questions, uh, build relationships with adults. But with that comes guardrails, guardrails that we here at OBC and in other places do have a two adult rule. Mm-hmm. Okay, for both students and leaders. So here at OBC, that pesky two adult rule. Yeah. Pesky two adult rule. But if you want to know how we protect the students and the leaders, mm-hmm. that's one of the great ways that anything, pretty much high school and below, uh, kind of considered minor. Mm-hmm. There's always, always has to be two adults in the room, no matter what. Okay, and even if you are doing, you know, a discipleship groups outside or a small group or getting together with coffee there's two adults mm-hmm. you, you we don't we just that's just one way of protecting like you mentioned there's just with how the world is right now and so much going on and even if it might to some people think it seems a, a bit obnoxious mm-hmm. i mean even come wednesday nights if i'm here early and there's a couple students in there i leave yeah I wait until mm-hmm. one of my other youth leaders gets in before i can go in i'll go hang out i'll do, go talk to other people but you know we're, it, we're, it protects you. It also protects. It does. Them, right? It does. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think another way. This might be a little different than what you're thinking, but from a leader standpoint, to protecting the students and protecting the leaders, um, I want our leaders and myself to know, you know, you know where our lane is. Mm-hmm. Okay. What I mean by that is that we're not their parents. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we are leaders. Mm-hmm. We are the authority at that point in time, in one sense. But you know, we're we're not in the business of keeping secrets. You know, our leaders know that you know if something is private or personal, you know, 
we need to make sure we don't make the mistake that we're going to keep a promise because okay. these are things because of their age and again even young adults mm-hmm. you know this their parents are their authority and so we want that communication uh to protect yep. us to protect the kids the mm-hmm. parents are going to want to know i i would want to know if my if my student was in there too so yeah we do a background check on on our leaders. Yep, that's yep. true. Be yep. Leaders. yep. Anybody that works with yeah, kids minors, yeah. or minors, they have to do a background check, right? And that, I think that's good that we do that, but it's probably it's not. We don't think it's enough, so we've created sure. this rule. That's just a rule. We made it up. We don't want to be legalists, yeah. But it's practical. So if you're going to work with kids, you're going to be with another adult. So that's just how that one goes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I do want to stress, it's not just to protect the students; it's also to protect the leaders. Yes. Yeah. Um, because accusations are made and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yep. since you mentioned parents, um, so you communicate with parents. Parents are are you are you trying to be the parent? Absolutely not. <laughs> no. Right? So we want to say that loud and clear. Yes. Um, we're not trying to play the role of parents. Parents have the role of parenting kids, not the the hired gun, youth pastor, <laughs> tide pod guy. That's my job title. <laughs> yep. Yep. Youth guy. Youth guy. <laughs> uh-huh. Having said that, though, we do have single parents. And we have children who come that come from broken homes. And maybe they don't have any parent at home. And so... We, we do see it as a good ministry to all different kinds of kids, kids with stable families, kids with in, unstable families. So it is nice that you're in there with your wife and with another couple at least to, to do some modeling and to do some helping. But ultimately, we're trying to come alongside parents. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like we said earlier, we want to be an influential adult mm-hmm. because there are. There are those situations where you know, they might not have that adult figure in their life. And mm-hmm. so if we can, we'll we definitely will serve in that capacity. But ultimately, you know, at that point, their authority is still their parents. Mm-hmm. And so we want to make sure that's clear, you know, whether they realize it or not, they play a huge role mm-hmm. and we want that to, we want that to be there. Yeah. And, and as far as with husband, oh, their, you know, husband and wife, husband and wife in there, it really is an important reality right now in the world that we live in, in the 21st century to have adults who are models, um, because we're fooling ourselves if we think the world and our country is filled with intact homes with, you know, traditional sure. mother, father, right. Yeah. It simply is not the case. No. Yeah, it's not. And so maybe 50 years ago, yeah, uh, it right. would have looked a little different than sure. it does today. Gospel's still the same. Mm-hmm. Um, truth is still the same, but there is a need for good modeling and yeah. being the adults in the room. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. And even, even little things where it's very minor, but you, you kind of almost pray, maybe they're, they're watching or looking, but especially Sunday mornings, you know, I have my little ones in there before mm-hmm. their Sunday school classes starts. And yeah, it's kind of hectic because I'm trying to get things ready and they're running around and stuff like that. But it's also a opportunity for students to see the family. Yeah. I love it. See, it's, yeah. it's yeah. Mo- you're modeling what looks like insanity sometimes. <laughs> yes, sometimes. Yes, for <laughs> but, sure. But you're actually modeling sanity. Yes. Yeah. 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 And it's wonderful. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's good. In the ministry that you lead, student ministry uh, here at Omaha Bible Church, what does the calendar look like? So weekly basis, monthly basis, annual basis, not all the nitty-gritty details, but just as an example, the way one church does it, what, what, what's it look like on a regular basis? Sure, yeah. So we obviously have our Sunday morning, Sunday mm-hmm. school class uh, before church. Uh, we have Wednesday evenings for the uh School year, I think is what we call yeah, it. We, we take a break yeah. off in the summers. Okay. So that's kind of would be our weekly. So Sunday mornings, Wednesday evening. Uh, we have kind of 
we do a few fun holiday events. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we actually keep them on Wednesdays just because in light of student schedules, sometimes it actually works better. Sure. Yep. You know, uh, weekends are sometimes hard, whether it's sports or a lot of more working now. And so we'll do we'll holiday events. Like so we have our Halloween slash Reformation party. <laughs> and we, we do a Christmas party. Just call it like Just, you yeah. see it. All right. All right. <laughs> we have a Christmas party. Uh, we, we have like a senior send off. So like the last week of our seniors, we'll mm-hmm. usually kind of do like a little goodbye celebration for mm-hmm. fun like that. Yeah. So kind of monthly stuff. We have we do quarterly events. So those are kind of like our, our big events. Okay. Sure. So once a quarter, we'll do a, a you know, bigger event. So like broom ball, we've gone to escape room. Um, and then every year we usually go to like Worlds of Fun. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. Like a theme park. Theme yep. park. Um, so, if, you know, from here in Omaha, it's about three hours from Kansas City. Uh, we do a senior event. So then the senior send-off is with everybody. And then mm-hmm. we have a senior event. Uh, I got to give credit to Pastor Chris Peterson. He did this when I was came, and I thought it was so good. Basically, what they would do is they would take all the seniors and basically take them out and just treat them like royalty, hmm. celebrate. So we do Burger some, King do, do something fun. <laughs> <laughs> do Wait. some do some fun uh-huh. bowling, top golf, or something like this, and then usually take them to a, a nice restaurant, okay, like a little bit fancy, sure, yeah. And then we'll you know go treat them out for uh, you know desserts, and then usually I'll get them a gift, so a gift card. You know, a couple books and things like that as just like sure, kind of a, yeah. anyway. So, so that's, that's kind of what our year in a nutshell looks like. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's good. Good. And on a Sunday morning, if I walked into the high school room, uh, there's going to be maybe some things to eat and some sodas and things like that. Yeah. So every, every Sunday, Sunday, I always, I always uh, get breakfast. So, uh, and yes, that's kind of a way to lure them in. <laughs> uh, but, you know, so I'll have breakfast. I have a pop machine. That's you know for the high schoolers. It's, it's soda to other people, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, and they're wrong. Um, but uh, no. <laughs> I'm with you, pop, pop. And so, so that's on Sunday. So you know, usually um, have a little bit of fellowship time. You know, have some breakfast, and then we'll start. And Wednesdays we do the same thing. Now Wednesdays, that's one way we kind of get the students involved. Is I have a, 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 a sign up sheet, mm-hmm. and so a student will actually bring the snack okay. for that Wednesday. And usually, yeah. since we start at seven, it's you know, it's not dinner. If you want to bring a bag of popcorn, some chips, whatever, nothing, nothing fancy. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Yep. Food and pop it, it, that is a staple for high school youth ministry. It is true. <laughs> I mean, that's it one thing is. that I will keep. So <laughs> fair enough. No Lacroix. Some some student asks if they can put Lacroix Ooh. in that machine. I will. I no. will. As long as I'm here, there will never be Lacroix in my pop machine. Sorry, I can't do it. <laughs> okay, let's end on if somebody wants they, they they're just going to get started. Maybe it's a church plant. Maybe it's hey, we don't have anything at the church where I belong. I want to do something to help. Uh, what what do we need to do if we're just going to get started? If there's nothing really going on, or maybe it's a revitalization kind of thing. Hmm. If you're stepping in, you're that person. What are you going to do? There's probably a lot we could talk about this, but I think. Before you even start, I think you need to figure out, know what you're about. Know okay. uh, know what your goal is for student ministry. Uh, you know, that's kind of what we talk about uh, with a philosophy of ministry. Mm-hmm. doesn't have to be fancy, but I think you should create a philosophy of ministry. Okay. You know, what, what is your goal? And obviously that's pretty vague, but we don't have time to go into all that. But that could be one sentence, right? Yeah. To provide a safe social environment mm-hmm. where students can ask theological questions or, right? Yeah, one thing something... that I found that I thought was really helpful that um, I— found this out years ago, is they said, create your own purpose statement mm-hmm. for your youth ministry. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we hear at uh, 
uh, Icon Youth, that's what we're called. We have a purpose statement okay. that kind of, we do a lot of different things, but that kind of drives it all. That's yep. kind of the, 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 the clinching point. And, you know, we don't talk about it every week, but, you know, every couple times a year, I'll remind them, like, hey, here's our person. This is what we're about. Um, just so we know this is what this ministry is about. It's pretty pretty generic. I think any ministry kind of, again, you make your own. You don't have to, you know, find it. So I think that's a good starting point. Um, I think one thing, depending on whether it's brand new or you're starting in, that's there's a ministry already there, start small, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and then yeah. work, work your way up. You know, at least get Sunday morning going with something and then work your way up. Um, and if you have Wednesday, you know, again, don't, you know, don't overdo it, especially, you know, I know there's a lot of youth leaders out there that aren't paid. They're not staff. Mm-hmm. It's not their job. Um, and so, you know, that, that's, that's a lot of work. Um, so, you know, don't, you know, don't put the cart before the horse, just one thing at a time and you'll, right. you'll just build on that. Yep. So, uh, don't be afraid to ask questions, you know, seek wisdom. What do other people do? What do other people don't do? Do you like that? Do you not like that? Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. In light of us talking about this being a, you know, a secondary ministry, that means there's freedom. We can do different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Sure. Not everyone's going to do what I'm doing and I'm not going to do what other people do. Right. And then I think the last thing that I have, uh, like we mentioned too, assemble a team. I ideally try to do that as quickly as possible. I know that sometimes it might take a little time, but mm-hmm. have that be on the top of your list at least and have a team because it's going to be a great benefit to you and help you through that ministry. Sure. Yeah. So we want sound theology and we want to have some socialization, right? I mean, really, that's what you're doing. You want to, yeah, find that good balance of both. Mm-hmm. You can do it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's just how life is. People are social beings. We're social creatures. And so totally. kids like to socialize with other kids. Right. But we've got adult, adults adulting uh, around them. And we're not compromising theologically in any way, shape, or form. But it's going to be an interesting time getting, getting together with people maybe like you, not like you, but we want to help them. We want to – why not take advantage of the opportunity that we have to influence their lives? Yeah. I like to say it is a Sunday school class. Okay. And I, I would joke with them, like, we are a, you know, this is a Christian church, mm-hmm. so we are going to talk about the Bible. And I, I say that kind of sarcastically, but, like, again, there's that balance. Let's do those games, stuff like that. But, again, it is a, it is, we're here to learn. We are going to learn something mm-hmm. yeah. every time, yeah. okay? Sometimes it might be a little more in-depth than others, but that's what we're here. And wow. I like to say for those who might not even be sure if they are a Christian that, okay— we're glad you're here, like you like to say, but at least they can know this is what Christianity is about. Yeah. This is what good. Christians believe. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, Andrew, you know what? You've made me feel young. <laughs> you know, I think I want to be a part of your student ministry. I won't bring LaCroix. Um, it's going <laughs> to be you. Mountain Dew and there we go. Uh, Coke and all that kind of stuff. Yep. But you guys always have good food in there. And I want to, it's, it's like a magnet kind of room. There's yep. games in there. The little kids want to go in they there. They do, yes. And invade the room. Yep. So thank you for breathing some youth into the pactum. That's right. It's so good to <laughs> have you in up. the so studio in front of the out. snow globe. Thank you for not handling the goods. I thought about it. I know. I, I kind of saw control. you. I saw the effectual, yeah. almost effectual call there. I'm starting to <laughs> but, perspire, but I, I, held, I held on. <laughs> good. It has been a delight to have you. We're thankful for you. We're thankful for the way the Lord uses you. And hopefully this episode of the Pactum will encourage others and other congregations to have a student ministry that is seeking to honor Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Thankful for you guys and glad I was able to do it. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for being a part of the Pactum verse. You can be in touch with us online and on Instagram and on Twitter. You can email us, connect at thepactum.org. We'll see you here next time on the Pactum. Thank you.